0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John, and I'm Aaron, and today we're going to talk about Dreamweb. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I don't know what that means. It's it's kind of like talking, but it, pantomiming? Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's sort of this thing I've got planned where we do this puppet mime bar show. I like it. Yeah, but before we get into the, all the Dreamweb awesomeness, uh, we got some feedback to read. Oh boy! Week. Oh so, Lord! Oh good God! Now, oh, uh, we got some feedback from our Ready. Sim Life episode last week. Lobsterminator says uh, <laughs> that name never gets old. <laughs> I've I never enjoyed this uh, too much as a game, but it could have been a fun teaching tool in schools. Uh, He says, in the last years of his elementary school, they had an Amiga in their classroom, but it was mostly used for deluxe paint and playing games that people brought from home from recess. Uh, That's what should be done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And he said, later in middle school, we had proper computer class with high-tech monochrome IBM AT computers. Can you
1: imagine having an Amiga at your school? No. You would never get anything done. (laughs) It's like, all right, stunt car racer all around. When I
0: was in elementary school, for most of my elementary school, I think that we didn't have... Like, there were old Apple Twos, but no one used them. And then when I was in fifth grade, we got some AT. What were those PS... Yeah, the IBM PS2, the all-in-one. Oh, yeah. We got uh, we got uh, those. The lame ones. Yeah, they that. were kind of yeah. lame. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about SimLife as a teaching tool? Well, I don't know how accurate it is in the realm of
1: actual life. You know, now, Will Will is a uh, a genius. He may have... It may be straight up... Nature certified, but I don't know. Uh, it's still neat. I mean, it's it's more. There's it more of a teaching tool there than playing like Dreamweb at school, for example. <laughs> which I teach don't you, recommend teach you some other things. teach rewind. you how to be fired as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, what that would do. But yeah, I mean, I liked I liked similar I liked that more than you, as we discussed. As a teaching tool, it's certainly something that you could give a kid who is advanced, not a kid, but you know, more a teenager, who could. As I say, it's just something to mess around with. It's just kind of see what happens. And it does, I guess it sort of gives you an accurate portrayal how you have to have a certain amount of heat here, earth or
0: water. Soil, moisture. Yeah, right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mutants, got to have some of those. A couple of radioactive (laughs) spots here and there. (laughs) Flying bear. (laughs) Not unlike our state, really. Um, Deckard Threepwood writes in. Whoa, okay. And he says, another great podcast. I listen to you guys every week and would love to contribute more and provide feedback and comments. Where is the best place to do that? we get this question a lot believe it or not we do people wonder where because in this day and age you know there are so many places that you can reach us you know you can reach us at amigos at amigospodcast.com we have all the social media stuff mm-hmm. uh, and we've got you know the YouTube and all that I think probably the best place if you want to leave us a comment where the most people will see it is probably going to be YouTube that's probably if, the,
1: if you're not on discord
0: yeah if you're not on discord which um, and you should be on discord but if you're not uh uh YouTube is the way to go through now
1: we had we still have forums and stuff, but it, I don't We don't check have them as much. forums anymore. Oh, did we, are they gone? We closed okay, the forums well, down. That was probably a good move because yeah. they didn't get much action. Um uh yeah, YouTube comments. I like I like that. It's direct. People can even tell you put the you know, timestamp. The stamp time stamp. On there. Yeah, that's a, that's that's, that's a, one of that's your a, little a, favorite games. I love doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and he also says um Where are the links kept like the iGame 2.0 beta you discussed in this episode? So, that's another question we get sometimes. Where are all the show notes for Amigos? They're always always on our Google Plus page. Now, I know you're thinking,
1: you're thinking, Google Plus? Sweet Lord. And you're right. That much said, I can access Google Plus from work, and it's easier for me to access than Facebook with a lot less baloney. Now, Mm. that much said... Uh, I, I try to uh, to catch Facebook up, and I think not just me. I think some other people try to catch it up with uh, uh, with Google Plus, which we've got to be the only people that do it this way, stupidly. But I can't. It's harder for me because I can't do it from work, and I don't think you can do it from work no. either. So uh, that's why we use Google And it, but Google Plus is a, it's actually Google dropped the ball, in my opinion, because it's a good it's a good social network. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. Uh, you know, it and it's a we've got a pretty good amount of people in there. I, I lost count. I,
0: I can't remember how many we got. but It was hundreds. It was like three hundred people or mm-hmm. four hundred people or something like that. Yeah, I've actually got our page pulled up here. It, it does not give right us there, a... right there in the corner. Oh yeah, three hundred thirty-three members. Look at that. Yeah,
1: crazy wild. So. Uh yeah, links. i all in fact we literally read right off the page
0: that I've posted up there, and and both occasionally, and, and other people I add stuff to it mm-hmm. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Decker, for uh what, for writing in and and asking those important questions. Yeah, and do contribute. Good lord, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, and I will try. I will. I swear to you, I will try to
1: keep uh, the Facebook more current than you I do. You know did. what
0: I do. Um, there is a website called Buffer.com. Uh-huh. Like Michael Buffer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can actually use that. You can set up an account to post to both Facebook and Google Plus at the same time, even if you're locked out of Facebook at work. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I use. Oh, okay. well That's great. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. There's a little, little tip for everybody out there that's managing multiple social media accounts. You know, we're, uh, I'll apologize to the listening faithful. I mean, as,
1: as a social media mogul, I suck. I I mean boat's much better. T- I'm shocked. Like don't ARG, we have no Twitter, we don't do anything. <laughs> I sent out a Twitter tweet the other day on Air about ARG. And I was just like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand I've never fully grasped Twitter. I've never been a big fan. Facebook's sort of the same thing. And everyone's got like they got uh, like Instagrams and uh, Minstacrams and all this crap. I just I, it's just too much, man. It's too much to keep track of for
0: me. I thought Instagram was a thing that only kids used. But it's not. It's like my my wife. She's she gets. She's on there all the time with her buddies. It's uh-huh. like a thing. Instagram.
1: Like one of our buddies is doing some Instagram stuff for us, right? Oh, that's right. I forgot about Chris Folds. Yeah. He does
0: the. Our, we have an Instagram page. You know, and so, so uh, and and he. I get on there
1: occasionally, but Instagram's another thing. I'm so old. I just don't. I just don't go there. You know. <laughs> right. Right. You know. my Teresa told me that no one's on. None of the kids are on Facebook. They're all on Instagram.
0: I think, I, I, I think that, that, that whenever you hear about things on the news, there are all these studies that say, yeah, kids are leaving Facebook and Groves and going to Instagram. And I think a lot of it is just because Facebook, I think, monitors like how old you are to be able to do certain things. Instagram doesn't care. Oh, yeah? It's whatever you want. Also,
1: the continual uh, security issues. I don't think kids are concerned about security issues. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Well, there you is, go, then. Anyway, we'll we'll try better next time. Um, And finally, we have... Man, do you feel like I'm too low right now? I feel giant size beside you. And you're, this, and you're, and you, you're, because you're pulled back further than what me. What do you think about this? What if That's I just raise it up a little wow, bit? Wow,
1: look at you. Now we're evil. You're like
0: King Dong. We're now. on even footing now. Well, I don't know. The party's over.
1: Listen, you need to have a throne or something, and I'll sit over here on this thing. You're in the
0: throne right well, now.
1: yeah. That was nice of you. I appreciate that.
0: He says, hello Boat and Aaron. As a relatively new listener, I felt the need to drop you fellas a line to offer my thanks for such an informative and delightfully entertaining podcast that the chemistry we both have, the location and subject matter, make for a wonderfully unique angle on an already formulaic structure that many retro podcasters fall into. There isn't much of a scene here in New Zealand, yeah. so as an expatriate of the UK, used to all the computer fairs and clubs, uh, feeling frustrated, frustrating, frustratingly isolated in one's rather archaic interests here in New Zealand, your show connects like-minded nerds like me on a global scale. Thank you, and keep up the fine efforts. Simon Rose. So, thank Simon. you, Simon. Simon is our newest Patreon supporter. He's in the house. He's in the, 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 the chat line. right now as we speak. Um, and uh, he says that he will uh, donate some additional money to the show if you watch RoboCop. You're quite famous for not having watched RoboCop. Like, you, you don't have to uh, donate additional
1: money. I will, I will endeavor in the next calendar week to sit down and watch <laughs> RoboCop. I, it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's not like Saw where like I would have to get paid right, to watch that. Right. Robocop I'll watch. I'll you, try.
0: Yeah um, and here is something that would really interest you Aaron. He says also the episode of Black Mirror you were talking about a while back. He built the Artificial Man Duh. featured in that episode. No kidding. Isn't that crazy? Holy Small moly world. He wow. So we got a guy. How that, come
1: everyone that listens to us is so much more awesome yeah. than we are?
0: I mean he's basically the showrunner For Black Mirror, he runs man. So
1: I think my uh, admiration for Black Mirror uh, is well known. I am a Twilight Zone guy from way back, big anthology guy, and very. I think Black Mirror is one of the few shows I've seen ever that's in the same ballpark. Creative geniuses, and to think that someone listens to me that also worked in the show is mind blowing, and, and and. I don't know what to say about yeah. it. But that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, we're yeah. glad to have you on board, man. Absolutely. And, and we do have people in New Zealand. Yeah, the Huck. The Huck is there doing some. Uh, he's got a massive collection. I mean, you guys should. I wonder how New Zealand is geographically, where you could like. Yeah, together. I don't know if
0: things were like within a drive, a day's drive, or or how it's laid out. But uh, but yeah, you guys should definitely get together at some point and uh, share the Amiga love. That's awesome, though. Yeah, and uh,
1: uh keep keep doing the good work <laughs> because I I love that. I believe. Uh, the episode we were talking about was this. I think it was the first episode of the second season, I think. Mm. Does that sound... You don't know, do you? Mm. You haven't watched... That's not your bag, is it? The, the Black Mirror. It's not
0: my favorite thing in the world. It's. Uh, I've well, only watched one episode, so maybe I'd like the other episodes. You, it's, it's, you're not into violence or weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Both of those that. things frightened Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great for me. Bing! Thank you. I'm glad to have you on board. You ready to dive into this week's Amiga News? Yeah. Trend? Yeah, Let's I think so.
1: It. Let me get the Gambletron ready to go here. Um, so, now... <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh, this I'm going to talk about this Dreamcatcher article here on uh, the Adams family. Actually, it's the follow up to the Adams family. It's the it's the uh, Pugsley mm. game. Now, Bo, I know you're a big Adams uh Adams family fan. I am. Did you see how it worked as in a one word an Adams yeah. fan. Did you play the uh, Pugsley game? I did. Oh, uh, you did. So you have some insight. Now I read this article, uh, and uh, uh, what what can you tell me about that game? Well, um... and it's of course this is a video.
0: And we also have the uh, we also have the script right. link to it as well. Right. Um, Pugsley Scavenger Hunt is uh, the sequel to the Addams Family. It was the next game that came out after yeah, after this. Um, I was way 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 excited to play this game. I bet. I thought it was going to be great. Um, you know, I love the Addams Family. I was ready for more of the same. It is not more of the same. Um, the game is is very pretty. Um, it is. Uh, it's based upon the same sort of concept where you are walking through the Adams Family Mansion going into doors and beating levels. Right. But they've, they've totally destroyed what is the most important um, mechanic in a platforming game. The jumping mechanic? The jumping mechanic. Yeah. They took what is essentially the best non-Mario jumping mechanic in any platform I've ever played and threw it out the window. What Pugsley does is he sort of like stumblingly lurches forward. Uh, he doesn't, and, and it, it's just, it makes an already difficult game just impossible and not fun at all. So even though it's very pretty to look at, also Pugsley just looks like, he, he looks like, he doesn't look anything like he does in the movie or in the TV show. He looks like a small fester. Yeah, he looks just kind of like, uh, who's well, our favorite uh, caveman? Oh um, no, not that <laughs> Sid Kid he, Vicious? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's hes along the same lines he as that. He looks Just a, a very unappetizing um, or unappealing. It's funny because
1: Pugsley is usually this like
0: blase- Right.
1: He's like bored. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I guess they had to tune him up a little bit for the 90s. But, um, you know, you can try this one out. I would not recommend purchasing it. I think it's one best for the old emulator. Okay. Fair enough. So now, you know, we got some,
1: we got a couple good contributions this week that I wasn't involved in, which is always great because I miss stuff. So Andy Davis, our Mm -hmm. our friend Andy Davis, has an article out here. Did you have a look at this? 8 bit symphony concert. 8 bit symphony Uh, concert. Apparently, this is. I think this is a. Uh, uh, it's a touring uh, symphony
0: oh, okay. in the UK that is playing eight-bit music. So this is sort of like uh, video games live here in the states, uh, except they they only concentrate on eight-bit tunes. So is it? Do you think it? I, I didn't read the article. I don't know if it is. It says eighty players. So I guess this is like a real symphony. Eight-bit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, we have not. We do not have that here. Well, uh, I don't know if that would work here. Do you? I don't. Think I don't it, think it would. I don't think it would because I think the eight bit era lasted much longer in the UK. It, than I the think you're era. right, and I don't think people over here, since the PC
1: took over earlier, it, and it had craps. No yeah. one's gonna. No one's clamoring for a PC sound concert. Right.
0: Right. And I don't think that people in general, if you ask them like, what are some of your favorite computer game songs, they wouldn't immediately bust out Turrican two. Or the uh, you know, the unforgettable theme of Jet Set Willy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's, I almost didn't pay attention to that comment, but man, yeah, that
1: we can get past that one. Uh, God, that still haunts my dreams, man. <laughs> Remember when we played another ZX game, Death Chase? Mm-hmm. Remember the noise that that made? <laughs> The zx so far, I liked the both games, but man, that
0: noise, yeah. is
1: no, that's no good. And I think
0: on the, the original Spectrum, I don't think that the speaker was inside the thing, and so you couldn't turn it off unless the game let you turn it off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's bad time. So along keeping in in, in tune here with the uh, sound uh, situ- situation, we've got uh, the uh, Pixels at Dawn has has entered Reformation Three, which is that this is a, a Kickstarter. Uh, by Matt Gray who is going to remaking old C sixty four tunes. Mm. Which is cool. Uh I think he's I think it's already been backed. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, twenty
0: eight thousand or twenty six thousand. So
1: uh, it's going down. He composed the he composed music for The Last Ninja Two and Driller. Which I really, you know, Driller? Last Agent Two is one of those games that we we played that a zillion years ago. Yeah, it was like but one of the first. episodes I wanted we video. The, I'll, it's one of those games that I didn't think was the best game, but I really like the concept mm-hmm. of it, you know. But it's kind of cool that the guy, for old school guy, is going to go back, and uh, and he's this is and he's already been funded. This, so I guess, this is the third uh, the third album he's done of that stuff. So good for him. So have you ever played Driller before? Driller, yeah. The game I read it here. I don't. I'm, I, I played Mr. Driller. Yeah, but I, I, don't but know I think if that's I a different Driller. game. Yeah, it's probably a C sixty four game. Yeah. So that's not our bag. No. So get this, our our good buddies at the Guru Meditation. We love those guys. I uh, ha, had an interesting video that went up. I actually had a couple of videos that went up this week. We'll talk about this one first. Uh, they had a uh, the, uh, a fellow uh, named um, Manuel Jesus. Who was the, if you remember him from the other oh, video they did of the uh, of the vampire? He came in to demonstrate the vampire version for the Amiga five hundred uh, rendition of this particular item. Now, this fascinated me. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this. this is interesting. Uh, this is not the formal uh, uh, demonstration that he did last time. This is a sort of an off the cuff where they just try some stuff on the five hundred. Is that
0: Manuel right there? That's Manuel right there. Manuel, oh, right man. there. Manuel
1: he has great. is great. Yeah, he is, and uh he plays they play CD32 games on the Amiga 500. They play AGA games uh on the Amiga 500. He plays Doom on it. Okay. It's very impressive. They've got the compact flash, they've got HDMI out, you know, all, all the bells and whistles that you that you've come to expect from the Vampire. And it's a, it's a very good presentation and it performs very well. Uh but what interested me and and I really enjoyed the video. So there's that. But what was really interesting is the comment section below the video. This, I mean, I know we've mentioned this before, but this is the mother of all hot button issues on the media. Forget Amiga. about Kavanaugh. No, this hot button. This is the this hot one is. Issue, and yeah. I mean, and I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer, but people are super duper passionate, and at people, some people were straight up appalled that they were that they would play doom, or they did not, they absolutely hate. The vampire. I mean, they absolutely hate it. And they cannot abide it. They will not allow it uh, uh, to to exist in their universe. And the arguments and the discussions underneath them are quite fascinating. Now, I've seen some of this stuff on the on the Facebook page. And I, to be honest with you, I, I I don't really have a spot in the argument. Because we've talked this before. At first, I couldn't wait to get one. Then I thought about it. You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, as a piece of kit that goes into your Amiga 500 that lets you uh, do this incredible stuff if that's your bag you're in. You know, if you if you want to keep your Amiga 500 a proper Amiga 500 then it's not your bag. So I mean, and I don't have a problem with anybody's stance on it because I can understand both sides,
0: trust me. But
1: man, these people are passionate and they're angry. Some of them are.
0: Well, YouTube comments are always the 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 cream of, you know, civility and noise. Well, nice this case, isn't so. your normal stuff. These are people that have a they're not these aren't like you're a XXX, whatever.
1: These are people that have a, an argument. They have a stance. They they are very articulate. It hasn't broken down into a complete debacle, as it did on Facebook, <laughs> uh, when I stopped looking at it. But, I mean, if you want to see some good old-fashioned... Uh, Arguing on the Internet, because well, I mean, you know it's
0: hard to find this these is. Days. I know you make
1: light of this stuff. But I actually, do. I find it fascinating, because it's a polarizing... It's a polarizing... Uh, uh, um, um,
0: thing, well, it's vampire. only polarizing if you want it to be. No. I mean, like, if you don't want to use the vampire, then don't. Well, you're right, but people want their opinions to be. God to knows they do. God you know? knows they do. And, and, everybody and, deserves and, a right. And
1: to be it's, heard. Uh, it's. It, I think it's interesting. I don't, I don't. I mean, I know you're, you're being uh, used little about it, but I, I think it's interesting to to read their opinions and 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 they a lot of people make some very valid points uh, about it. But that much said. If you want to see an Amiga 500 with a small board, and I mean, yay, big. That's right? it right there. That's right? it right there on the screen. If you're if you're watching the video, if you want to see something that's a few inch, I mean, it's about the same size as a Raspberry Pi. Uh, give your Amiga 500 the ability to have uh, IDE, HDMI, uh, a bunch of extra memory, and the
0: ability to run AGA and run uh, external. He runs an external uh, CD-ROM off of it. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this. Last week we talked about, I think it was the 10-minute Amiga cast was, or no, it wasn't. It was it was our our guy, the Huck, who did the, the bridge board thing, right? right. And um, what is the size comparison between a bridge board and the vampire? Well, actually, Huck has a video this week of installing a bridge board, so that's definitely the one to watch. Uh,
1: that much said, uh, um, it's the bridge boards, the ones I'm familiar with were... Well, actually, it was about... it was The At Once card I had was very similar, at least. Okay, at I was just curious. In you fact, know, it, it even hooked up the same way as I recall. The Vampire
0: Nintendo. is... I I think this is the first time I've ever actually seen one, and it's so much smaller than I thought well, this it was. Well, is, this is a... This I don't is, think is this is... I think one? this
1: is the first time they've unleashed this one. The version 4. Again, I haven't okay. kept up with the Vampire like I did, uh, but it's interesting. And again, they're showing they're playing Doom, and people they're like, wow, I never thought I'd see the day where you could play Doom or an Amiga. And it's it looks like Doom on an Amiga. That much said... People, the purists, are like, listen, you're not playing Doom on the Amiga, you're playing Doom on a, something else, which you know, that and there's and that's, a, that's where the argument is, basically. It's, I don't think it's interesting. I know you don't, but I think it is. So, if you want to watch this video, I, I strongly recommend watching it uh, just, to, just to get a grasp as to what is happening with
0: the modern technology that's getting put into this stuff. You know, it's funny. On the one hand, I think that it would be awesome. You know, if I had a 500, let's say we had our house 500, and we we slapped the vampire in it, and I started to play with it. Every time I've ever tried to use a real Amiga, the you know the first thing that stopped us from having fun is PAL. The second thing that's oftentimes stopped me from having a lot of fun with the Amiga is using the Amiga mouse. Because it's still the ball mouse, it doesn't respond right. very well. I mean, you can get so, you
1: can get things we're just too cheap to buy. Them, right. Yeah. But
0: then at that point, you're replacing the mouse with something else. You're yeah. taking another piece of the amiga away. You know, what point are you just sitting here with this plastic box in front of you that's you know Well see, you that right there, that's a comment. I'm
1: putting it in. I'm you, writing you can, it in can, the world can,
0: needs to know. And I'm
1: not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth you for I'll badmouth you for other things. You can but badmouth, badmouth me on you want. But I, I suggest if you have any interest in this, and we have
0: some Discord people that actually have a vampire and they really like it. This uh, looks exactly like the music library I used to work at at Ohio University with it, the records stapled up on the oh wall. Oh yeah, well stuff. there you go. It must not be a must be
1: a trend. So anyway, that, I thought that was interesting. So uh, go check that out when you get a chance. And uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. So speaking of the Huck, yes, tricking out the Amiga two thousand five hundred part six bridge board. Huck oh. goes to work. I talked to Huck uh, just briefly this week. I, I really like Huck's stuff, and uh, uh, he's back at it. Now, see, that is a massive board. Yeah. Right there, but that's that's designed to fit in a those, in those Zorro slots or whatever. I just
0: can't imagine that there would be a bridge board that would give you full PC compatibility that would be any smaller than a PC board. Oh, yeah. The At Once card I had was quite a bit smaller. But it was crap, right? At- at-
1: no, I don't agree with that. It was a crap. <laughs> what did you, let me ask you, did your PC, could you put a board in that and do Amiga stuff no, on it? Okay. No, Okay. Uh, I'm not saying the Amiga's There crap. was a, there was a uh, program, I think it was called CrossDOS, I think, and you could, it was a software-based PC, and you could write discs and stuff with it. Uh, the, the bridge board I had was uh, was not that big. Uh, I, like I said, I believe it's been a long time since I put it in. I think I had my 1,000, and it plugged in the sixty-eight thousand slot, and then you put your chip in top of it. But it had a two eighty-six processor on it. I, to, I believe it did CGA graphics. Wow.
0: Uh, and it uh, uh and not, it was it was the size of the vampire, or like not that much it, bigger. Yeah, it okay.
1: was you know it was in the ballpark. And so it, it was wasn't not like, that
0: big. It wasn't like a modern day graphics card where you're no, slotting it in the no, width no, 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 of the machine. No, 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 okay. no, It was it was much. Now I don't I don't think it was as robust as what as what the Hux put. Sure, in. Sure, but I mean you could run. Could run stuff. Well, and,
1: you would most I used it mostly for file stuff, mm-hmm. like for a lot of stuff for pictures and stuff. Which that back in the day when that was some meant something that you could show pictures on the Amiga, edit them there, and then put them back. Mm-hmm. I would do stuff like that. Later. So, do
0: you think that that's what people did? They they go into DPaint and they'd create a file that could be read by the PC and they would pop it over to the bridge Possibly. board and export out through a disk or something. You know, I
1: mean, you weren't playing like games on it mm-hmm. i mean uh and really i didn't want to play cga games at the time well who nobody ever you know, really so, wanted well i to mean play no, CGA i mean there games. are no, i'm not gonna brag on the cga there's some stuff there it's been a long time since i fooled with it I'm, i know some people love that stuff but it was a good little unit but uh, that gary goes to work and, and on this this is the continuing saga of his 2500 which i've I enjoyed yeah it's like, what a gary, series gary's what a series. gary's a whiz with this stuff um, so, let's talk about it. Bo, you you actually highlighted this uh, before we started. Uh, Dreamcatch has an article here. He's already, and he mentions that he's looked over the worst games on the Amiga. So, he, now it's time to look at the longest games <laughs> on the Amiga. Now, uh, I believe he goes, just goes by straight up YouTube uh, run times right, and play through. Right, like so World pretty, of Long Plays and, and, all these and guys. uh all uh, And did you look down through here to see what, what the, the longest game on the list Boy, was? We're he's- going down it right now.
0: All the way down to number one. Yeah. Dune two. I remember I remember when we did that. I was like man. You're not gonna be very happy with what number two is. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: it's a great game. I'm not it, I'm, isn't
0: this the longest, worst game? No, it's just it? the longest. Oh, Lemmings is on that. there. Okay. Good lord. I misunderstood. Yes, clearly. So uh of course it's
1: it's great. Dream another thing Dreamcatcher will do is some these cool like statistical things. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. So that was I thought that was good. Man, just, that's bringing me back. Remember the wait, keep scrolling days down there at Amiga's Cafe. We need oh, to start one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, I know this has been around for a while, but you know the old saying, if I haven't seen it, it's new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, folks over at Amiga Alive, we've mentioned them, I like, think, at least once. They have a uh, Amiga Alive web directory. Are you familiar with this thing, Boat? No. Uh, it's a big, long... Uh, Compilation of all the different Amiga-related websites. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like an down old, through there, uh, and you
0: can see they've got. And it's they've like got, an old Yahoo directory from the late 90s. sort of. Yeah, and you
1: can. But I mean, it's real handy. Yeah, it's real handy. Like some are for programming, and some are for news. There's podcasts. There's you know whatever. Are we on there? We're on there. We're on there. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it's uh, stuff to help you do stuff, which is nice. You know, with, you know, with doing desk stuff or or disk stuff or mm. whatever. So.
0: It's it's this I, is this is one you bookmark right away. Correct, yeah. and which is
1: exactly what I did. So, I I, I, I stuck that one in. So, now, Boat, I'm going to let you cover this one since you posted it. Uh, this article
0: about Ben Daglish. Yeah. So, uh, this is just uh you know the the retro world has sort of been in mourning. Uh, the past, actually, I guess this just happened. It was, the news broke yesterday that Ben Daglish has uh, passed away. Uh, I posted a screenshot of uh, his wife. Uh, uh, she she put a letter out saying that uh, Ben died very suddenly on Monday morning. Um, he was a very active musician in the C64 scene and also in the Amiga scene, too. But I think he's most well-known for uh, The Last Ninja and also the music in 720 on the C64.
1: Oh, okay. Well, the, the, is, as I recall, the music on 720 and the C64 is sort of a legendary yeah. uh, uh, tune. Right. In fact, I remember Flack. Uh, covered it in NTSC and PAL, if I'm not mistaken. I think it could be Skater Die. It's one of the two. But uh well that's I'm sorry to hear that. I'm I'll, I'll be honest I was not familiar with the fella, but uh, that, that I'm sorry for all the ccc 4 fans. Mm-hmm. Um so one last little item here. Uh it's not that little is it? Um straight off indie retro news I saw this everywhere uh they have updated Amiga OS uh to 3.1.4 and best workbench or best wb to uh one hmm. so uh this is it is what it is it's been updated uh i didn't go through all this stuff cuz like you're what you're going to need to do is it's going it's it's time for a new rom uh you're going to have to uh you don't have to but they've they've modernized some stuff i mean it's a good thing uh and i believe that uh, uh, the the guru boys did a live stream where they pulled oh. around with this. Oh boy, my so, mouse is
0: out of control. Sorry so if you
1: are, if you want to uh, check those guys out, they actually and uh, those fellas are a lot more technically skilled than we are, both. Yeah. So what, it to looks like
0: thirty euros to buy the uh, the update.
1: Is that is that is that just the update? Or is that is that just to burn yourself? I believe as far yeah, as I can tell. That's what spell, it yeah. says. 20, direct direct buy download available. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, in fact, one of these days, I mean, give, depending on what it does, I, I might give it a whirl. I heard it does a lot of stuff that's been needing to be done for a while, so, uh, sounds like a plan. But, hey, it's good to see that stuff still getting updated. Yeah. Kind of neat. Yeah. So,
0: that's all I got, Boat. You got anything else that we missed? Oh, yeah, I let's talk got. a little bit about site news this week. All um, right, go we ahead. We got, uh, this week, you and the Brent, uh, covered, the most beloved of all British computers, the ZX Spectrum. This is the second go round with ARG. And uh, this this time you really do the system well in terms of talking about the history and Actually uh, we mostly talked about the time at Sinclair, to be right. honest with well, you. Well, I mean you go <laughs> you, you talk about Clive, you talk about all the ads, Micromen <laughs> and all listen, that stuff. And,
1: listen, I I, I, I love I love the C five, the uh, the, little the little car, car bike. Mm-hmm. That and he's an interesting fellow. Oh yeah, he really is. Yeah, and the and uh, you know, I since we'd already covered this, me and you covered this. Uh, I believe one it was of the like early thirteen episodes, or yeah. something. I wanted to do a little something on the Thomas Sinclair since a lot of people don't even know anything about it. And I didn't know anything about it until I got into looking. Uh, You know, because, you know,
0: America had a Sinclair. I love your, uh, there he is right there on the C5, waving at you. Yeah. Some good production right (laughs) there. Oh yeah, (laughs) but. uh, uh, They can't see that on the video because we're covering it
1: up. (laughs) Well, that's okay, you're not missing that much. But uh, um, the, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I I like the fact that. Do you remember the commercial where he's jumping over all
0: the other computers mm-hmm. in the park? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think they did that in Micro too. They showed a picture. You know, I think they showed that ad in the in the in the film. Micro I learned a lot. It's a great I mean, movie, and I assume it's at a least great the mood. majority of it's what even if it's not, even happened. if it's total lies, like The Imitation Game. I don't care. I yeah. want that to be the truth. But we we had a good time. You know, Brent had not had any
1: real Asiac Spectrum experience, and so. Uh, and I will have to say the game—it's—I remembered the game he picked from me and you laughing at the name. I was like, "What is this?" But, but what a game! I couldn't believe how impressive it was as a game. You know, I mean, did, did you actually look at the game? It's,
0: it's oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I never heard of it. And you know, when I was watching, I was watching the show, and uh, it's graphically—it's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. it wasn't. And I—I I, I had a an American
1: effort at Jet Set Willy with. Results that you would imagine. And just <laughs> we just don't get it. Us yanks. No, it's just we it's, just don't it's, get it. It was Amiga levels of hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, it was hard. Well,
0: and like like Brent said, you know, you've got to be of a certain mindset. You can't walk in thinking it's like Mario. It's it's a very methodical, slow. It's very it, it's you
1: know. very Atari like yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. and the old Atari eight bits which I believe it, it actually was on the Atari 8-bit. There was a Cocoa version of this boat. Right? Really? Yeah. The was it a clone? Was it, was it a like, dragon version. Was that no, and, no, a girl? No. Oh. and it was sort of different, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to look into that clearly. But yeah, it was interesting. So uh, this week, uh, just to, uh, by the when this airs, this will be just a few days away, we're going to be doing arcade games of the 70s. I cannot wait. So it's going to be a, a different sort of show. Uh, with a different sort of vibe, and Brent has got has been doing a little project, and it, it done some very impressive little models that are. I, I can't wait for everybody to see it. And Brent is. I gotta give him credit to give the devil his due. He's no good, folks, but he occasionally, you know, he gets something right, and he did he did a good one on these. So it'll be fun. That's it, man. That's okay. all we
0: got. Let's jump in, Aaron. Let's enter the dream. Enter the day. So. <laughs> is there was there anybody whose nickname was the Dream in in wrestling? Dusty Rose. Oh, he was the they, American Dream. But they call right? him the Dream. The Dream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. uh, they call Cody Rose Dream Junior?
1: Nightmare. Nightmare. nightmare? Yeah. American Nightmare. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. He's the NWA World Champion right now. But there you go. So <clears throat> this is an unusual title. Now I'm going to preface this article, and I've done this many times, and I'm going to do it again. Um, last week we got this when the committee. Uh, All hail the committee. And when they picked this game, I was like, okay, yeah, I think I've played this. I had not played this. I had played Weird Dreams. Mm. Weird Dreams is nothing like this. Is it like weird science? Well, it's weirder. Mm. Much weirder. So, uh, this was my first ever go around with this. Mm -hmm. And I've probably made the mistake in the past. So, uh, if you ever heard me go, yeah, oh, yeah, Dream Web," I had no idea. Wrong, wrong, totally wrong. A bad memory. So, Dreamweb came out, and, and i looked at the AGA version, by the way. Uh, it came out in 94, uh, and was developed by some guys called Creative Reality. Mm-hmm. Good name. Uh, published by Empire. Uh, one player game, and the fellow that did a lot of the work on it was named Neil Dodwell. And we'll get back to him in, in a little while. Uh, this is a... Uh, it's an overhead point-and-click Adventure yeah, it's, game. It's a top
0: down point um, and click adventure game.
1: Now I have not played as many point and click adventure games as you. Uh I don't know if I've ever played one that had this perspective that I can think of.
0: Can you name some that I may have played? No, because I don't think I've played any point and click adventure so this, games from this perspective. We can
1: we can deduce then, considering you have a, a vast knowledge of this field that this is an unusual um viewpoint yes. for a game. Right? Yes. Okay. Good, because I didn't think I'd seen any either. So in this game, uh, you play a, ga- a guy called Ryan. Uh, Ryan is uh, uh, has all these issues. Now I guess we should preface this whole look at this game by mentioning the, uh, the- this game shipped with a little book. Mm-hmm.
0: Now. Did you actually look at this book at all? No, I read a synopsis. Of the I,
1: book. I I
0: flipped through some of it. It's all handwritten. I think it's called Diary of a Mad Man. But the mad is got it's got a parenthesis with a question mark, so it makes you think: Is he really mad? At I all? think what well, that was an Ozzy album as well. If I'm not mistaken, mm. could be wrong. So it's all
1: handwritten, and it'll it'll talk about a, a, a given day. For example, he might say, "I'm not. I haven't felt well today." Um, only lucid for a little while, and here's what I can remember about what I did. Here's what's going on. And so uh, this this novel apparently is pretty vital to at least having a general idea of uh, of this guy's mentality going into the game. Uh, the game starts off with with Ryan in bed with his girlfriend uh, Eden mm-hmm. uh, in her apartment. Now the uh, when the game boots up, there's a scene um, of this. Uh, weird light with little squirrels of light going around it and these like monk-looking guys. And they're talking, and they, these guys sort of set up the game. And the premise of the game is uh, there's a dream web that sort of keeps everyone's dreams in line, basically. And uh, there are always normal people out in the world, there are always seven of them that sort of keep this dream web in check to a certain degree. Some are good, some are evil. Mm-hmm. But something's happened. And all seven of the people that are keepers of their their part of the dream web have, are evil. They've been corrupted, and so they need their they need their guy to go deal with these bad guys. And so guess who their guy is? It's you, Ryan, the guy. And so the the, uh, the monks do some uh, some gimmick, mm-hmm. some hand gestures. Yep, a blue ball flies out of the dream web. Mm-hmm. It. Flies around and it shows up, I believe, in the microwave uh, of, of your character, shoots out and then whacks him. Right. You know, and then he wakes up and he's talking to these guys and, like, yeah, you need to go kill the first guy. Uh, uh, you it, know, it basically reveals itself to be a Hitman style game. That's right. And so you, you are tasked with killing the seven. Uh, Keepers of the dream web that are that have gotten evil, mm-hmm. and if you don't do this, the world's screwed. Right, you know. So because when you when you go to sleep, that's when they jacked Freddy around. Freddy Krueger situation. Well, I, I think it's more world cataclysmic. Just on a larger scale, yeah, cataclysmic than that. So when you start the game, you wake up and you and you're it again. It shows a down an over the top view of of this bedroom. You're in the bed with a girl, and then uh, off to the side to the left is a large. Like torso portrait of of Ryan, right? And he's in a brown leather jacket. I think he has a purple shirt. Mm-hmm. I believe he's got on blue jeans. Yeah, he's looks just, like a freaking what are those Joss Whedon guys? He does. Yeah. like one of the, the guy, the brown, brown coats. coats. yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and then you get up and you start the game. You know, it doesn't give you a lot of. I mean, you know, okay, I've got to go kill this guy. He's the number one evil guy. He's the weakest guy, right? And so that's basically all you get. And so, you were then tasked with trying to figure out what's going on. Now, I don't know how long... You're an experienced player. Uh, how did you uh, How did you take it, this first part? What, how did you go about starting the game?
0: Um, well, Because mine would be much more silly than when you. When you play these games, uh, when you've played a lot of these games, your first instinct is to just take everything. Right. So, you're picking up stuff because you don't know when... You don't know if you're going to be able to be, get back into this room and be screwed and have to restart. So I immediately pick up everything in the room. I amass about 16 or 17 mugs yeah, in my there's, inventory. There's garbage, yeah, there's garbage. There's, uh, uh, there's, you know, magazines are laying around. I'm Vogue, looking at all believe, this stuff. Like Vogue. Yeah, Vogue. Um, so, you know, you got all this stuff, and then you notice your inventory is limited. You get, like, three pages of inventory with, like, eight slots I believe we have 30 total slots, okay. I think. And I think some of those are permanently taken up by your clothing. Oh, okay, yeah. right, right. And so anyway, um, I leave the room... And I think that I pick up everything, and I go to the elevator, and it says, you get the feeling you've forgotten yes. something. Yes, yes, I got that too. And, uh, and so for the next half hour, I try, I play the fun game of what have I forgotten? I feel <laughs> less dopey now. That's good, that's yeah. good. And so finally, you know, I think the thing that they make you get before you leave is the key, which is in the microwave. Incorrect. What's the thing they make you get Your before wallet. you leave? Your wallet. Your oh, wallet? okay. Well, I had my wallet, but I did not really? have the key. See, so maybe they make you collect all the now key. You, you may be
1: all. right, because I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Uh, the only reason I even looked in the microwave is because that's where the blue light came right. from. And, and that, So that's one thing we should touch on right away. Uh, now again, uh, not playing as many of these as Bode has. This It is unusual that you can take everything. You can click on everything. Everything has a little descriptor. And you can open almost everything, and inside that, there's more stuff you can take. Drawers have stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the microwave—I opened the microwave. There's a key in there. Uh, I read in a uh, review, or it's actually what was it was. It was a uh, someone was just playing the game through. It wasn't a review, and he, and he mentioned that that key is vital at some point. I never gotten, I never got real far to, so I don't know how I, I got. I got all put all the way to the, the first guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but so, but uh, 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 and there's a lot of. There's a lot of what Boat said, picking up and then saying, okay, i got to drop something, and then what did I miss? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just exactly like you. I I didn't have my wallet, N- not the key, so you're probably right. It was probably mm-hmm. both you had to have when mm-hmm. you left.
0: Uh, so how long do you figure you spent in that bedroom? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, in her in Eden's apartment right. total, I mean, probably an hour. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. spent like
1: a full night on the first two rooms yeah. trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So this game... You know, I'm going to say something controversial.
0: Okay.
1: I, you know, remember when we played Flight of the Amazon Queen? Mm-hmm. uh I really liked the interface. That was my all-time favorite interface. We have a new champion. This is my now all-time favorite interface. There are no buttons. Everything's done with the mouse. It's all mouse click. Uh, you pick it up. You examine it. You can decide to keep it or not. You can open it. You can use it. Everything comes up. It's seamless. Seamless. Now, it's so seamless that they abuse it in this game. Uh, It has so many collectible items, it's unbelievable. And we've been conditioned, like Boat says, to take everything. Well, you can't have everything. And 30 slots is a lot of slots. But you can fill them real quick. And so, it it was annoying to... Well, I mean, I think it added additional false time to the game to not know what you needed to take with you i know some games do that but this one did it to the nines because when you could pick up anything i mean magazines hair clips garbage individual pieces of garbage a mm. coke can a wad of garbage old cheese dip that was on right. the
0: floor right and you're like what am i gonna what am i gonna need this stuff right for? and and the difference is that, you know, in some games, it's kind of cool, like Oblivion or, you know, one of the, the Elder Scrolls games. They program those games so you can pick up everything, too. But you're not required to solve certain puzzles that you have to have certain inventory items from that you may not be able to fit in your inventory. I mean, like, there is a certain set of expectations when you play a point-and-click adventure game that the stuff that you're taking is going to be used later. Right. And uh, and so they're they're setting you up um, in a, in a bad way. I feel from the get go. I will say it's more realistic. I mean, this game has an aura
1: of. It takes place in sort of a, uh, a, a let's go with a Blade
0: Runner. future. It's very. I mean, this guy he watched Blade Runner and he's like, let's make a game. You know baby. what it reminded me of, uh, and you're going to may laugh, but it's like,
1: it's like he read some William Gibson novels, mm-hmm. he watched Blade Runner, and then he was like. How can I combine this with Highlander? That's what it reminded me of. But it was all smack, which is a good. This is all good. Yeah. I mean, those are great things to draw from. But I mean, the uh, the uh, uh, the way the game looks, the 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 way the, the guy's attitude. It's very cyberpunky, mm-hmm. you know, which is good. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that added to it. There's an atmosphere this game has. Remember that crazy game we played where you had to fly from Paris and get on the roof of
0: that building and go down and try to shut off the security stuff. Mm-hmm. You, remember what, you remember what that was called? Was I, that, was that, um, was that Hangar? No, it wasn't a Hangar 18. Uh, it what, was a while back. It was, it was but like it, the hostages game, right?
1: No, it was the one where you you have to fly in. You, there's a secretary, the lasers have a corner and every room is, every floor of the oh, yeah. is a puzzle. yeah, This had that kind of atmosphere that they right. did. It did it's a good job future, of. future, yeah, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, and cyber this cyber had, yeah, yeah it, it had a good atmosphere. Now, uh, another thing this game reminded me of, and and you realize this once you get back to your apartment and get in is is it had a, it had some uh, nods or or similarities to Neuromancer. Another good thing. again, your cyberpunk theme, you've got this sort of down on his luck sort of I mean, uh, uh, kind of uh, futuristic dude. he's a he's a cool dude, uh, and you're accessing terminals. In this game, you're access this like network. Uh, with these cartridges, and you can and you can uh, uh, you can uh, get news and get the weather
0: and mm-hmm. stuff, and it and it makes the world more robust. It's a lot like Neuromancer. Right, that's what I said. It's uh, it has a lot. Oh, in I, I was thinking about the book and not the. Sorry. Well, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. I mean, it, it, which is good. Yeah. I, I I really like that aspect of the game. Now, here's the aspects I didn't like about it. Degeneration is the game we that's were thinking it. of. Thank you, Necronaut. Um, I didn't know that there were clues in that book that you needed to access things. on, the, like I couldn't find a certain uh, mm-hmm. password. Well, I just looked forever. I, I, I tried to do it in-game. Well, apparently there, there were... Oh, well, I know this. Not apparently. Definitely there were stuff in the book that you needed to get past these these little code checks. That sucked for me. And I didn't know you could also just hit enter.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was act. Oh, I didn't realize that either. I didn't
1: either. either. So that was, that was a... a that cost me a good solid night of me beating my head against the wall. <laughs> I mean I went everywhere and picked up everything and read everything. That's when I realized how enormous the effort was to to uh, to label all just the amount of work it would take just to get all these individual things together. Uh, another aspect that I, I, you can tell me that you've ever seen this before is that I guess they realized that hey this is an overhead view sometimes it's hard to see these little items in the corner of the screen is a magnifying glass mm-hmm. effectively. And it follows your mouse cursor around, it's got a little crosshair on it, and you it helps you see, it's supposed to help you see
0: what you're picking up, it's, right? It's supposed to. What did you think about that, Boat? Have you ever seen that anywhere? I've never, well, uh, no, I've never seen that because most game designers are smart enough not to design a game that requires a zoom window. Sounds like you're being a little negative here. I'm being a little negative. Go ahead, Keep keep going. So this game defines the, you know, what everybody hates about what adventure games became in the mid-90s, which is they're basically pixel hunts, where you're dragging your mouse slowly across the screen until you see that little flicker where the text changed, and then you're dragging it back and trying to line it up just right so you can pick up that one pixel size object to add to your inventory. Um, this is not the perspective. Well, first of all, that's dumb in any perspective. But in a game, especially like this, where all the objects are super small anyway, because the game is played on probably about a quarter of the screen real estate. (laughs) I was waiting for this to come up. A full half of the screen real estate is taken up uh, BC Kid Moon style by your uh, startling visage. I go back to that Dreamcatcher article.
1: We've referenced it many times yeah. where he talked about how these games where they used up half the screen for
0: stupidity. And right. This is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, that's dumb. Um, the zoom window, they put it in. I'm glad they put it in because it. I guess it does, it does help you see objects better. It doesn't help you move the mouse into the area where you need to pick it up any better, though. Um, this game... Uh, there's a lot going for this game. I'll talk about the positives first. Go ahead, yeah. Um, the music, I really like the music. You want to talk about music that fits the theme, that creates an environment. This music, I thought, fit this game perfectly. It seemed almost like it was digitized with a long
1: struts of digitization with like a loop. I mean, it was really good. I, I did find out that they actually released a soundtrack for this on an album. Oh, really? You can. I mean, it's apparently it's mega rare. Mm. But uh, yeah, the
0: music was. I mean, it was very fitting. Mm-hmm. It was very fitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that the graphics were actually, you know very well done mm-hmm. um, you know the, it's it's the top-down perspective and uh, you know things were artfully rendered um, you know as far as pixel art goes is pretty much the best the best it can be um, I like the variety of you know uh, places that you went to. There were some things that looked a little bit samey, but like when you go into various apartments or you go to the bar or whatever, they were decorated with different decorations. It wasn't like they made a tile set and they were just, you know, putting things down. But
1: they did do the classic <coughs> uh, dystopian
0: future browns and grays. Right. And, and everything's dark. Yeah. And again... And, but I mean, it makes sense. It comes yeah, with it the theme. It looks good. I agree yeah. with you. And there is, you know, there's there's a good amount of neon and things in there Oh too, yeah, you gotta have cool. that. Uh, this game is... Uh, Probably, maybe most notable for its depiction of graphic sex on screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I didn't know. I hadn't read that until I saw it. I was I've like, Whoa. never seen this in a video game. Boy, I don't know if I've ever seen it this graphic in any video game. I'm sure these it's days, quick. I'm it's sure quick. these days anything goes. But I mean, like you see, it's brief nudity. You movie. see, it's going on, and then you see she gets she gets off and under the bed, and then you see full frontal, baby. The guy laying there. Now, of course, very pixelized. It's just a bunch of pixels on the screen. But, I mean, it's not blurred out at all. And to me, like, that was... It was... I mean, I wasn't offended by it because, I mean, it's just... It's just... That's what it is. But I was surprised that that sort of thing was allowed to be put on the show. In some parts of the world, that was censored. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in
1: some parts of the world, that was censored. That was a, uh, Apparently, this was controversial at the time. Now, I, I only... Killed. I got to that point and mm-hmm. then finished that part, and that's as far as I got. I saved off and needed to play it again. Uh, this game is custom made for you not to like because it's got things you don't like in it. One thing it's also got is uh,
0: extreme idiot insanity, mega levels of super violence. Oh, yeah. So you when don't... you shoot a guy, you don't just shoot him and there's like a little blood spurt, his entire body just turns inside out. <laughs> Yeah. There's a bit where you kill this guard. Did you get to that
1: part? I saw it on the playthrough, yeah.
0: With the axe. And you
1: basically cleave him in twain <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just a. I mean he's basically it looks like you can fail this poor guy Yeah, he's a
0: big oak now, I and, mean, you, and
1: he'll shoot you before you have to get him first in right. and,
0: and I mean this this is the sort of thing that fits this style of game Yeah, you man. know everything in the future is more over the top than it is now and so in the cyberpunk future it's crazy violence yeah. um, and so I you know I wasn't you know I didn't feel like it was out of place if it wasn't quite so pixelated I probably wouldn't have liked it I mean I can handle some you know red pixelated Gore, but
1: it, it was cartoony by necessity. Right, I mean, I'm sure if this guy could have done it, he would have made it, it much more. Absolutely, graphic.
0: absolutely. um I am not as crazy about the interface as you are. Okay, I thought, you know, when you pick something up, okay, and yeah. you want to look at it, you should be able to click on the thing in your inventory and look at it. You shouldn't have to click on it; it comes up, and then you have to click on examine. Well, you, but you also you can. That's how
1: you use as well. So it, it, it that, when you serve two purposes
0: you should if there's something that they want you to see when you click on it out of your inventory it should show you the thing that you want to see you shouldn't have to click on obviously if you're clicking on it in your inventory like for example your wallet okay i'm gonna look in my wallet this is All right. oh wait i need to open my wallet right. somebody tell the game i need to open my wallet no, when you when you get your wallet out of your pocket, you freaking open it up. It should be there like that. If there's something inside of it, then take it out. Visual aids. Yeah. Listen, I didn't say it was perfect. I'll give you that. There's a lot of wasted clicks. Uh, there's a lot of wasted. I clicks. think I think it's
1: a, a very smooth interface personally. Uh, now I'll I'll grant you that. I'm I, not I gonna think play it's just because
0: you haven't played a lot of of point and click adventure games because there were games from this vintage. Like Lucas games, and I I don't understand what is different about. Actually, let's go back to you said that it wasn't as good as Amazon Queen. No, what I said it was, was I liked it better than Amazon right, Queen. right? That, that's what I meant. So, what did you like? What did Amazon Queen do that this was had different no than this had no buttons? I mean, you literally just click the stuff. What do you there? What are you talking and about it, buttons? You, you clicked it up. You know, like
1: examine, go, or the stuff.
0: Yeah, they were all up at the top when no, you click no, on the thing. They're not
1: there until you click on something. Very, I thought it was very seamless. I like that. Okay. I also like the fact. That you've got a, I mean, you do have a robust inventory for all the stuff you pick up. I actually like the way you interacted with your inventory. I thought it worked out good. You could just click on your... The one thing about having that massive picture of yourself, you just click on it, opens up your inventory. I thought it was, it was simple. It was and For me, I'm, again, I'm a neophyte at this stuff. You're more it's advanced. It wasn't so the it worst. So it made more sense that you would not be more picky about yeah. it than me. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong and I'm right, but for me, I liked it. Now, okay. I, admittedly, your gripe is... And I, I got tired of opening doors. I got tired of opening something. I understand you're right there. And and they don't do everything perfectly. But I think there's a lot of stuff in this that I did like. Uh, movement is the old, you know, put the mouse where you want to go and he walks over there. Yeah, at
0: least there's no walk to command. Right.
1: You know? But uh, when you travel uh, off, basically when you travel off the scenario, you are basically can pick where you want to go. Yeah. Now, you would think that would, it does make it quicker. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go over... A million different spots you've been. Right. It's still not quick. I'll give you an example. If you're going, there's a bit towards the beginning where you're uh, where Ryan goes to the bar, right? Where he works. Well, he's fired. Right? You'll figure that out. So uh, I need to go back to my apartment, right? Well, you click. You got to click all the way out of the bar. You got to click down the street. You've got to click to that screen where you travel. If it was just that, you'd be okay. Then you've got to click. Back up the stairs. You've got to click into the elevator. You've got to click. The, you've got to enter the code to get mm-hmm. up in your. You know, it's
0: almost like they should have just made all these locations next to each other on the main map and taken out the fast travel screen altogether. We may have mentioned this in the past, but I, I, I maybe we're spoiled. I don't know.
1: I, it'd be nice if we could just be like, "Bam! I want to go. I want to be at the house." And you're there, and you don't have to go through all because basically you're just wasting time. Right. Nothing's gonna happen between when you leave the bar and when you're standing at the terminal you want to go to. mm Hmm. But I mean, in the old days, I guess this was uh you just did it because that's part of the ambiance or whatever but now i'm I've got no time mm-hmm. and i'm what everything now i'm a spoiled yeah. future man well there's
0: a reason why fast travel is in every game these days you know, yeah so so that uh, that did get tedious and and uh,
1: uh again stuff not having like i kept trying to get past the end of stuff with my terminal and I didn't have access to'cause they had they had they had mixed in the storyline stuff in the in the manual what's the copy protection, right? And so, and I didn't know that, you know, and I didn't get a read, I didn't know there was a, a, a book to read because I played the game. I like to play the games before I actually do a lot of research so it doesn't kind of slant my opinion of the game. Yeah. I, see, I
0: don't. I read everything not before me. I play And so,
1: it. I didn't know about the book. I had no I, no idea that there, it came with a book mm-hmm. and I had no idea there was copy protection in the book. Now, when I loaded my copy up, there was a copy protection screen that came up and I didn't know what it did. You know, you see those all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of a bum, right? I lost a lot of time. And I literally... Uh, I also, something else you don't have, I didn't have these until I looked them up, is the terminal comes up, and the terminal is not super vital at this at the early stages, as far as I could tell, but it's still, you need it, and you don't know the commands. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, what are they? So I literally had to sit there like a goof and just try to guess. it's, right. not, it's ain't DOS, either. And it turns
0: out that it's like list is the main list, thing. List, yeah, yeah
1: and, and, and read, I think it's the other one. But you still don't know them, and and when you type help, it says consult the manual. Right. Well, pff,
0: you know that's
1: not gonna help. Yeah. Well, that's the freaking man. So, it also it
0: also takes you out of the game experience. Well, I'm just too. no, I mean it can you know,
1: it says that in a cool guy way. But oh, I mean, okay. can't they just show you what? Right. It, it doesn't take much to just list some commands. Yeah.
0: You've got, I know, you've got a description of this piece of garbage. You need the BBC Micro style instructions right. on, in the game itself. Uh,
1: I agree with what you said about the, the profile picture. If you got now, it is. I did amuse me when I put the sunglasses on and the guy. Put them on, yeah. but I mean, it is utterly a waste of real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if you if you would take that out, and, I mean, if you if you if you moved it around, and that's where like button interface was, which it just doesn't have. You probably aren't losing that much as. Like a lot of games lose interface because mm-hmm. space for the interface, but still, the whole point of having this nice interface is that you don't need to have buttons out there. Right? Why waste it with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he had his reasons. You know, I don't know what they are. And, but I mean, it's also weird just to go around and just see that guy. I mean, it's just, <laughs>
0: just wherever you go, it, it, there he it, is. It, honestly, it, it decools the game for me. Well, especially like we remember the scene where he gets mugged. So he's getting mugged laying out on the street. Meanwhile, you just see him. He's still, you know, unfazed. I, I thought that was standing awesome. Standing erect. No shoes. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's just the Walton awesome things to take in. Take your shoes. You uh, can
0: tell this is a product of the 90s when it's And also, like his
1: buddy, are. the guy on the on the, on the can, yeah. basically. And yeah, I just took his shoes. Oh, oh yeah. That's you know what you do. You've got to do that to yeah. move on. Oh, uh, well, I didn't know that. I just, yeah. He ain't using them. <laughs> yeah. I just took them. Uh, but, uh, 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 I watched. I didn't want to watch all of this and play through because I'm. I, this is a game I could get into, and so I. But I watched a little bit. just just kind of get. Into. Oh, so you
0: don't know what happens at the end? I don't. Okay, I, I don't. won't spoil it. I won't spoil uh, it. And,
1: and because I didn't want to know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's another one of those games uh, that I, I want to go back to it and when I have more time to play it, because I mean, this is my kind of game. Mm-hmm. I like these kind of cyberpunk games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a lot of speculation, and when I was researching this, that the the mission this guy's got to kill these seven evil guys. Is like it, basically he's just nuts and he's just killing people like a psychopath, right? And uh, he even uh, occasionally in dialogue will act, you know, say weird stuff or de- do you know, act mm-hmm. like he's having some inner strife or mm-hmm. whatever. So I don't know. I didn't get far enough to make a determination on that. Did you? Did you get far? Oh, enough I, enough
0: know, I know, I know. I watched the full playthrough.
1: So oh, I you know watched how I the whole end, thing. So yeah. Well, then don't don't tell me that. Um,
0: so I'm guessing, Boat, from your demeanor here, that you were not a fan. No, I I'm not saying that. Uh, I thought this game was actually pretty good, and it's one of the more unique games that we've played on the Amiga. There's nothing else quite like it. And that's, that's saying a lot, because it's hard to, uh, to come up with an entirely new... You know, of course, point-and-click adventure games are not new, but having them in this sort of uh, top-down perspective where so many things are animated. In a lot of point-and-click adventure games, everything is, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of still shots. Yeah. And everything in this is like a living, breathing world. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the environment and the way that the, the music integrates with the environment in any game, and this game does a great job with that. Yeah. Um, it's always raining. I, just, yeah. I like that, too. I just don't have the patience to... To run around and collect 17 mugs to realize that I don't like it—that angered me to the point where I, I didn't want to play much. Past why did you that. keep doing it? I mean, why? You, you surely by the 15th mug, you're well. Like, oh, I, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I exaggerate, but I mean, or the like Coke cans, you and know, the garbage. When, when, I, when I finally got out of there and I, I went to the bar and I talked to the guy and I, I was doing all this stuff. And then at some point I'm just like, well, I could either do this and make mistakes along the way and waste a bunch of time, or I can watch someone else do this where they make no mistakes and I can I can watch the story. Because when you play this game, you're really playing it. This game is not a real mind bender in terms of like the puzzles that you've got to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mainly playing it to, to for one to see the horrific, you know, uh, either pornographic or violent elements that are going down. Two. You wanna see what happens to this guy and how he advances, you know, in the story. And so you can do both of those things by going to YouTube.com and watching, you know, a playthrough. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything by not playing this game.
1: You know, a game this reminded me of was the one me and Brent did, like Darkseed, the uh, Giger mm-hmm. game. Here's another guy who's haunted by uh, a inner strife and he's doing all this weird he's driven to do all this weird stuff, he thinks he's going mad. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's a certain commonality. I think that was probably this is. Pr- I really, actually, I liked it too. This is. These games are similar in a lot of levels. I mean, they're
0: a unique interface and a, a, an interesting look. I prefer. Uh, you know, I just don't like the first-person adventure game genre, like the Elvira, the uh, the Giger thing. For whatever reason, I just have never been a fan of those. I much prefer to see my character moving around in the space. I think you could see the guy in Darkseid, I believe.
1: I think you could actually see him.
0: I thought it was like Shadowgate or Elvira no, where I it was think, all.
1: Unless I'm insane, I think you could okay. actually see your guy uh, Maybe I'm wrong around. about that. Um, but I mean, it had his dark. It, 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 they were similar. They were similar. I think the guy that, that put this together really had a. I mean, I, the plot's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I like the fact that there's some question as to whether you're absolutely out of your. Uh, uh, insane you know Mm -hmm. like that's cool Um, I think there were some missteps I actually looked at the PC version of this too the PC version is pretty much the same better res but it's got voice acting in it so all the dialogue is red you know that's not necessarily a good thing but it it wasn't I thought it was okay some people really panned the voice acting but I I thought it sort of added to the atmosphere uh, the uh, I will say this game has been released as freeware by the author, so you can go download it for for free. You can go get it for nothing. So if you feel like, and it, it also runs the PC version runs under the Scum engine, so you can go play the PC version. Oh, cool. If you want to, I, I, the, of course, the Amiga version you can run any number of ways. Uh, but it's I mean it's it's been released for free, which is cool. Uh, the the, uh, the guys that put it together didn't really do much else. I don't think they did anything as far as I, I don't have anything for them on the Amiga. Aside from this game, which is odd, uh, something else that's interesting is the way this game was reviewed. Uh, <laughs> I've never read a more uh, venomous review of this game. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The Amiga Power review. Yeah. a fellow named Jonathan Nash wrote this. Did you read? I that? read it. I could because l- it was so low. Yeah. That I mean, even if you hate this game, I was like, man, how is this this low? This guy absolutely just crapped on this game. in, in a very
0: creative way. I think that it was adventure game fatigue was was, yeah. was a big part of that because he'd done so many of these same things over and over again. Yeah, I don't think that he was really. Hey, I don't think he paid enough mind to the the uniqueness of the the uh, the story and the environment. Well, I, mean, I think he was just like, man, it's another one of these, except it's not he, quite he, as good. it
1: was a, a venomous
0: <coughs> article. I mean, yeah. again, I don't know if this guy's got a rep for doing that stuff,
1: but man, it was it was nasty. Uh, so, uh, uh, re- review-wise, weight rating rise, uh, the uh, the Lemon folks give this uh, hefty marks. Uh, OCS version, they give an 8.42, and the AGA version an 8.36. Well, a few times the AGA version gets a lower mark, mm-hmm. which is weird. Uh, I don't think this ever got a release like the CD32, which makes me wonder... Uh, if they just didn't bother, because again, you've got if you've got all that voice acting when the PC version. Be well, nice I think the, the CD32
0: they wanted to make games that were mostly controller based, and this is a mouse driven title. Well,
1: you're you're right, but you could, I mean that didn't stop them from doing other games on there. You could have used the joystick with this; it just would have been more annoying. Um, so, uh, just a few reviews. Amiga Action gave it a nine. listen to the width of this of uh, the differences in these. Amiga Action gave us a 92. Amiga Dream. I like it that is. one. That's Dusty's other son. The Joker, right? They hit everything, right? 83. They dug it. The one gave it an 85. So those are the good scores, right? Now let's look at some of these other scores. Of course, we mentioned Amiga Power, 24%. Brutal. Yeah. Adventure Gamers, which is a magazine, 1.5 out of 5 stars. Oh my gosh. That's got to be a more recent thing. Yeah. Another out magazine that did not like this at all was Dragon. They also drug it through the mud. So, I mean, this They're was, more fantasy. This was they a don't polarized. Like yeah, but they used to have. They used to do a lot of uh, of, of uh, you know adventure games. I mean, again, killing this one. I think they gave it a one star or something like that. It was brutal. So this game is. I don't think we've ever seen a game that got a ninety two and a twenty four. And we've seen a bunch of and and, and not have a mega joker involved in some right. capacity. So this thing got m- murderized by the, by the, some of the press. Which again, I think giving this a twenty four is ludicrous. I can, I can understand not liking the interface, but it's not your bag. I can understand not being happy with the violence and the sex. I can understand that, too. I can understand not liking the big profile of the guy. But, I mean, there, there's no universe where this is a 24. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a, that, I agree. Like you said, maybe you're right. It was a, It was just some kind of weird uh, fatigue or whatnot. Uh, on eBay, there are none of these. There are mm. none available. The last one I could find was sold in the U.K. in July, and it sold for 52 U.S. dollars. Mm. So it went for a goodly amount of cash. Uh, but uh, this is definitely one I'm going to go back to. Uh, uh, I thought it was real. I thought the story was interesting. I wanna what I'd like to do is actually go back and read fully read the the book that comes with it. I like the idea that they it came with a book. That was a common thing back in day. I know, day. but I know I miss that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I miss it, really uh, having the miss, box yeah. in my hand. You know, but it is what it is. But uh, another, I uh, salute the guys over at the uh, Game Selection Committee. This is another one I would have never even me too known about this one me if too. they hadn't picked it and. Also, something else I've learned is if you emulate this and you get sick of looking at the guy, you can just drag the, the window over to where he's gone. Which I did. It's like, look at this door. He's That's gone. awesome. Or just put your own face over
0: in another window like that. Um... Before we wrap up the show, I'd just like to remind everybody that uh, you can, if you enjoy the show, leave us an iTunes review that really helps us get discovered. Um, You can support us on Patreon. Uh, Throw us a couple bucks a month and get access to our Discord server. You can be part of the Amigos Game Selection Committee. Pay me to watch
1: movies at your leisure. (laughs) Pick Um, them
0: out. There's also the Amigos World of Supporters t-shirt that can feature your name on it uh, should you decide to support the show. Um, Aaron, last week... The Patreon uh, supporter song challenge. Do you remember the tune? No. Do you remember the tune? Oh, man. I should do that for the song challenge. We no. need more MJ. You were singing just now? I thought you were passing a stone. <laughs> In the stone? I can do that one, too. Oh, man. Just um, keep talking. Pixels at Dawn was a winner. I know He's, him. A, he's a frequent winner of the uh, contest. Chicken dinner. And uh, Kim Tommy Hummerstad which I wish we'd hear from more often because I love saying his name. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, This is according to my daughter, who ran to the TV and wanted to see Pokemon again upon hearing the podcast in the background. Thanks, John. I was trying to get her interested in some old CD32 game at the time. Failed again. <laughs> so, of course, last week's song was the Pokemon theme. Is that what that was? That's what that was. Holy moly. I listened to, I listened to the show. I listened to it back
1: to trying to understand what that was. And, man you'd think I would know that one, too, because my kid loves Pokemon. No,
0: I didn't get it. This week, if you know the answer to the Amigos Supporters Patreon Song Challenge, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. And uh, if you uh, are the winner, then I will say something fun and interesting about you. Or maybe I'll ask Aaron, to.
1: Uh, I'll make up some
0: crap. Yeah. Uh, It'll be real fun. We'll do that on next week's episode. So this week's song, and actually, Aaron, this just in. It just came in while we were recording the episode. We have a new Patreon. This is a new uh, Amigos uh, Game Selection Committee member that's just joined us. Robert Edgerton. Robert, Robert Edgerton. What are, you, what, so, is, what, are,
1: what are you looking at here? Is this the the Amigos Hotline watch? This is
0: the Amigos Hotline watch. I put this are watch you, show, on. Show
1: the people this.
0: This is right before we record every week. I, I only wear this watch for What's the show. It? And whenever we yeah. get Amigos-related <laughs> messages, they come right to my wrist. I thought
1: you were I thought you were having some sort of mental thing going on. You're, I'll
0: see you looking down. <laughs> Good so Lord. Well, um, I right. say
1: thanks. Welcome aboard. Yeah,
0: so welcome, Robert Edgerton, as well as Simon Rose and Joseph Harrison, who just signed on this past week. Welcome yes. to the club. All right. And speaking of Joseph, he just showed up here in the uh, in the chat. I expect um, to see you men so, soon. Here we go. Chatting away. Simon, Rose, Joseph, Harrison, Kyle, Etter, Rob, O'Hara, Howard, Nibs, Matthew, Lara, more Andy, Craig, Sean, Zoe, Darren Lomax, Colin, 419, Bark, Bit, Roland, Burke, Andrew, Monks, Joe the Zombie, John, Cook, Dan, Ross, Leaf, Kellon, Alan, Kebab, out the Level, Lord, John, Marshall, Matthew, Perron, Ricky, DeRosha, Creep, be Dead Boy, Biggie CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sagar Martinson, Edvin Heland, Blind 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abba, Chris Fultz, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Jerome, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Batters, Rio Rhines, Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Allen, Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tays from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, T. H. G. Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Humbertstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warrens, Pixels of Dawn, and
1: the old Bjorn
0: Barman.
1: you got to start doing like longer songs. I'd just do two or three verses now. You could do like uh, what's you could do like Anagata Davida or something.
0: I could. You know what I'm saying? Or, or Radar Love. hmm
1: Paradise the white, by the Dashboard the white Light. White Lion version. Oh, yeah. There yeah, you go.
0: Yeah. I'd need your help for that one. I'll, I'll be the girl. That's what I figured. Um... <laughs> So <laughs> Wow, Roy walked into that, <laughs> <lad>, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I'd also like to thank everybody hanging out with us in the Party Town, otherwise known as the YouTube chat. We got Joseph H. Level Lord AO5K, Barkbit, Pixels of Dawn, Marco Brunello, Henrik Anderson, Edvin Helland, um, Necronom was here, Simon Rose, Pixels at Dawn, Yolander DeVries. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. So we got it's Per Sangren is here. There's a, just, that's a billion yeah, people. Yeah, we got a lot what of folks. Did, that's not even close to all of them. You that's can crazy. always join us live when we record this. We always record Fridays at five thirty, except when we don't. Um and uh or if you know, I'm called away on it, police business. It's always it's always a fun time. There's always a, a good chat going on down in the old chat room. And <laughs> How you like that? I'm selling it, baby. Down in uh, the old well, shucky Darn. So, um, Aaron, next week, we're going to play a game I've never heard of before.
1: Well, that seems,
0: that seems to be the order of the day. What's next? It's called Overkill. Have you heard of this one? No. Okay.
1: No, I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've played it. Okay. I think I have heard of it. Well, Overkill. We're
0: going to play it. It was chosen by the Amigos Game Selection Committee. So... Uh, Going to be. I I don't know if it'll be good or not, to be honest with you, but we will play it. That's the way I describe my personality. Just overkill. Too much of me. Too much. Yeah. There's never too much of you. Oh, man. man. (laughs) (laughs) Want to bet? (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until next time, Adios. adios.